Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can hear your word today. And I believe, Father, this word is specifically for your people who are listening to it right now. We believe, Father, that you shall help us understand what you say and put your word into practice. We will not only learn the knowledge in our head, but we will receive it into our heart and The Word will build our faith, and we will also experience the supernatural breakthrough that you want to give to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you today by speaking about seasons of victories and seasons of breakthrough in life. I believe that you all want to experience victories, experience the breakthrough. All of us, no exception at all in this planet Earth. We, off and on, face a mountain. Sometimes we face a wall and we keep bows out of the wall because we cannot get to another level or go through to the victory. We feel that, why my life is stuck here? Or maybe we feel like we are hitting the ceiling and bounce back and never go through the ceiling. And that kind of situation happened to all of us in a different way. Maybe physical health. We were sick and sick and sick and we want the supernatural healing. But why it didn't happen now? Why I have to wait for God to heal me? We feel that we need to break through to have the supernatural healing. Or maybe it's a financial situation. Or maybe family situation. Maybe parenting. Your children got into trouble in a different way. And you feel that, wow, God, what can I do to get my children out of these troubles? You love them. You care for them. You feel that you're hitting a big mountain in front of you. And God said that by faith, you can remove the mountain in front of you. So I want to talk about breakthroughs today. The word breakthroughs, what does it mean? It means that we receive from the Lord by the grace of God a major accomplishment and success that will permit us to move forward to the advance of our life. We're facing a problem And God give us a breakthrough past that situation. And then we see the progress and the advance. How many people want that kind of breakthrough? I want the breakthrough in my life. All of us need some kind of breakthroughs in our life. And it will be a lie to say that, you know, my life is so smooth. I never face any problems. We all face problems. Is that right? So... We need to go through it and fight it until we get to another side. 
And this can be in the ministry too. Maybe you start the church in Chicago, and you feel that wow, we need to have a breakthrough right now. We have 15 members. I want to go to 30 members, 50 members. We need a breakthrough. What can we do today? I'm going to give you a few keys to open the door, to knock down the Goliath, to knock down the wall of Jericho, to split the Red Sea. You know that our God is a God who makes Sarah pregnant. Is that right? Even though she was an old woman, she cannot produce egg anymore. In other words, and even Abraham could not have kids anymore. God is a God of breakthrough. Our God is a God to split the Red Sea. Our God is a God to pull down the wall of Jericho. Our God is a God who raised the dead. Our God is a God who can feed five thousand people, men, with women and children, with five loaves and two fish. Nothing is impossible with God, but what can we do? What is the key to get the breakthrough in our life? Let's look at the first key, Ephesians chapter six verse eighteen. Ephesians chapter six verse eighteen say, "Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer." And entreaty, to that end, keep alert, watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the things God's consecrated people. The first key is praying by faith. Praying by faith. Praying is very important. Amen. When you face the situation, the first thing you do, you pray. When I say pray, it can be in a different way. You can kneel down at your bedside, and you pray by faith. You can drive the car and talk to God. I love to worship. I notice that many Christians don't like to come to the part of singing. They just want to show up at the time of sermon. But actually, do you know that praise and worship is a form of prayer, because you make announcement how God is good. You confess with your mouth how good God is, and if you study the Bible carefully, the Bible says that God enthroned the praise of His people. When you praise God, God shows up. And when God shows up, a breakthrough will come. Amen. Nothing can stop God. You remember when you read the Bible about Jesus? When Jesus show up, what happened? Miracle happened. Healing, deliverance, raising the dead, feeding people. So we want Jesus to show up. How do we get Jesus to show up? Praising God. Worshiping God. Therefore, I want to encourage everyone in this room. Some of you are new believers. You may see that oh, singing a song is a waste of time. Why I have to sing? I just go out and drink coffee, and when the preaching time comes, I will walk in. No, praising is praying. And you remember the story of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat 
face a big army. And Jehoshaphat looked in the natural. There is no way I can win this battle. But what did he do? He put the worship team in front of his army, and they march out with the worship team and start to worship the Lord. What happened? They did not have to pull the knife out. They did not have to do anything. The Lord fought the battle for them. The Lord sent the angels to kill the enemies, and they won the battle without even a sweat, a drop of sweat. You see, sometimes you don't have to try to figure out with using your own intellect, try to resolve the problem. You just pray. You just praise God. Everywhere you go, you just praise the Lord. And the Bible says, you shall have victory. You need to learn. I have a series of the sermon. You should listen to this series. I don't remember how many of them. In this series called Touching Heaven, Changing Earth. The whole series is about how to pray. You need to learn how to pray effectively. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. In other words, you talk to God all the time. You listen to God. Pray is a two-way thing. You talk to God, you listen to God. Sometimes when you listen to God, God will tell you what to say, what to pray, how to command this situation. He will guide you and you pray and talk. And I always pray. I always bring my request to the Lord. I always. And God answers my prayer a lot. Sometimes when you see the situation that looks impossible, I just bring it to God and God, I can do so much, but you can perform a miracle for me. And God bring a break to turn the situation around in a supernatural way. And what is the key to prayer? We are not a beggar. We are a believer. What does it mean, a believer? A person who believes. Is that right? So praying is not like this. God, please help me. God, poor me. God, could you please show mercy to me? Is that a beggar? Yes, a beggar. But you are a believer. You don't have to say a long sentence. Sometimes I see some religious Christian. Heavenly Father, you're so awesome. It's all about showing the Bible knowledge and making voice and showing what I know about God. No, praying is not showing. Praying is not religious. Praying is not about how many high and very sophisticated words you say. How loud. Hallelujah! No. It's not about being loud, about using high words, about praying long prayer, using religious words. Lately, I heard people from Thailand. I am in the middle part of Thailand. I call my daddy like this. Kun krab. Papa. Papa. Kun krab. And another city in Thailand, they call that daddy this way and mommy. Pocha mecha. Pocha mecha mean, huh? 
พ่อเจ๋าแม่เจ๋าสุพรรณบุรีพ่อเจ๋าแม่เจ๋าแดดดีแดดดีแดดดีจ๋าแดดดีจ๋า So when you pray, you need to look at God as your daddy, Amen. and you come to Him. You don't need to speak just a sophisticated word. You just say, "Daddy, my father, Pacha, Pacha, Daddy, Otosang." Otosang is a Japanese word, mean daddy. Lord, I need your help. And then you pray, smile and happy, rejoicing, because the sign of faith is joy. Amen. You don't need to cry. You just say, "I believe." You will take care of this for me. Amen. Amen. Matthew six seven say Matthew chapter six verse seven. And when you pray, do not heap up phrases, multiply words, repeating the same ones over and over. So the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their much speaking. We don't have to say a lot. We don't have to keep repeating the same thing and same thing again. We just speak by faith. We ask by faith. We believe God hear our prayer, and we believe God can move His hand. His mighty hand, He can send the angel to do something for us, and the Holy Spirit will move for us to bring the supernatural breakthrough for us. Amen. Amen. I want to see all our members become a prayer warrior. You know how to pray. I really want to encourage you. Listen to that series, "Touching Heaven, Changing Earth." I think in English there are two parts, one and two. I'm not sure they are in YouTube. But you can get it from your pastor, the MP3. I'm gonna put in YouTube soon. But in Thai, I have the whole series, the whole series. I think about 13 or something lesson in Thai. Oh, very powerful. I I I think one of them already have 20,000 people listen in Thailand. Very important to learn how to pray. James chapter 5 verse 16. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips. Your false step, your offense, and your sins, and pray also for one another. It's so important that we have a church, and brother and sister pray for one another, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continual prayer of a righteous man or woman. Makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. If you want God to answer your prayer, you need to repent. Every time you repent and confess your sin, God make you righteous again. And when you become righteous by position, because you get right with God, God will answer your prayer. Amen. Amen. And we can pray for one another in the church. We humble ourselves and say. Brother and sister, I have this problem. Could you intercede for me? And we're gonna see a breakthrough. Amen? Amen. In this camp, so many people came to me and said, "Pastor Lao, I really have bad sickness in my body. Pastor Lao, I have back pain. So when I lay hand, I come in agreement with that person. We're gonna see the healing today in this camp. 
and God answered. God answered the prayer of the righteous. Amen. Amen. So any problem in your life, you just come to the brother and sister and pray together by faith, and make sure you get right with God. You are righteous people, and you believe God answered your prayer. Amen. Amen. So prayer is the first one, the first key to see supernatural breakthrough. In my life and Pastor Da's life, when we need money, we need healing, we need God to take care of our children. You know, I pray for my daughters. I have two daughters, and when Tani Da was growing up, she was dating a, a boy, but he was not a good boy. So we were concerned that she would marry to this boy. We did not say much. We just pray. God, give my oldest daughter a very godly husband. We just pray, and God brought a breakthrough. They broke up, and eventually God sent another man, who is a godly man, to marry her. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Breakthrough come even the area of marriage for our children. Then the second daughter, her name is Joy. So many guys try to chase after her, and we pray God. We need somebody to marry her. That that person need to be a believer. Love God, take care of her, hardworking, diligent, a godly man. When some boy came by, we say, "God, okay." Another man came by, God. We kept praying and believing, and eventually, God answered our prayer. She married a pastor's son, and also he is a doctor, hardworking. And we believe, and now I pray another breakthrough for him and her, that they will get a job in Washington State. And when I pray every time, God make joy and sack get the job in the Washington State or even in Seattle. I believe I get a breakthrough. God will answer this man. Do you notice one thing that when Jesus was walking on earth, you notice that everything that Jesus prayed to the Father, He answered. Do you notice that when he put up the five loaves and two fish, Father, bless this, multiply. And one day God spoke to me, "You can be like Jesus. Whatever you pray on earth, the Father will say, 'Okay, go for it.' How many people want to live like that? Hallelujah." We need to come to that point. Everything we pray on earth by the leading of the Holy Spirit, Amen. As a righteous man, a righteous woman, God say, "Okay, okay, okay." We are little Jesus in this generation, Amen. <laughs> One of the secret I learned is that I died. I already dead. No more past allow. Listen carefully. I died already. The life that I live right now, I live for Jesus. I decrease, and Jesus increases in me. I am just a body of Jesus. I'm just the hand and the eyes of Jesus. Pastor Lao decreases. I am crucified with Christ. 
I no longer live, but the life I live right now is to live for the love of Jesus Christ. So when I become that man, I'm Jesus in the sense, you know, because Jesus lives in me. So everything I pray, God say, boom, boom, boom. He answer. How many people want to come to that point of your life? Amen. Pray, bring supernatural breakthrough. Number two, the second key: face the truth and find the freedom. Face the truth. Many times in our life, the reason our life gets stuck at somewhere, hit the mountain, hit the wall, hit the ceiling, is because we ourselves have problem. The problem is not God. We are the one who caused the hindrance. Maybe. The problem, some behavior, or some attitudes and motives, or maybe doubt, something in our life is the problem that blocks us from moving forward to have a breakthrough. And we need to find the truth of ourselves. What is wrong in here? Maybe the reason you never have a breakthrough because you are selfish, you are self-centered. Or maybe you hard to get along with. Any time people come to talk to you, you make your face. <laughs> when people start try to stay away from you, and when you go to work, your boss talk to you, and the boss say, "Do that, really? I need to do that." And your boss look at you. I'm not going to give you a raise. You will not get a promotion. Maybe the problem is your personality. Maybe the problem is your own hard to get along with personality, or maybe you are manipulative, or you are controlling, or you love money so much that you never give to anybody. You just hoard with yourself. All these things can block you to have a breakthrough. Therefore, the second key: find out as soon as possible. The real you, who you are, what is the problem in your life that stop you from advancing, progressing? John chapter sixteen verse thirteen say, "When He, the Spirit of Truth, the Truth-giving Spirit, comes, there are two kinds of truth. Do you know that? Number one, the truth of the Bible. The Bible contains the truth. You need to know the Bible." But the second truth is the truth about yourself, who you are, and what kind of bad personality you have, what kind of wrong attitude you have. You need to know the truth about yourself. He will guide you into all the truth, the whole and full truth, for he will not speak his own message on his own authority. But he would tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Who will give you? Will reveal to you the truth. This is the reason why I love to be in the presence of God. This is why I love. You know, I tell you the truth. Nothing in the world, no place in the world, is better than to be in the presence of God. Yes. 
I went to Jungfrau Jok, one of the highest mountain in Switzerland. So beautiful. We went up there. Jungfrau Jok. I said right. Yeah. Okay. And I was standing there with less oxygen, and I start to feel dizzy because the high altitude you have less oxygen. But I tell you, Jung Fao Jok cannot compare to the presence of God. Amen. In the presence of God, He will begin to reveal to you what's wrong with your life. He may talk to you something. You need to be open to listen to Him, and you need to be willing to change. You need to say, "I'm gonna change." If I have these bad habit, maybe bad attitudes. I need to do the right thing. Thank God, God is so merciful. He doesn't reveal to you all the bad things in your life in one time, because He knows that if He reveal everything in one second, you cannot handle it. So He's gonna reveal to you little by little. Maybe in this camp, He will say to you, "Smile more." Maybe in this camp, He will speak to you. Happy wife, happy life. Maybe in the past you so mean to your wife, but now you say after this camp the Lord spoke to you, you don't love your wife enough. You need to love her more. Amen. Amen. God speak the truth to you. Amen. Different truth, and you will change. And when your wife is happy, God bless you. And your prayer will be answered. You remember the Bible say the husband and wife pray together in unity. God will answer the prayer. Amen. The truth shall set you free. And when you allow the truth to come in, you let God change you from the inside. I like this scripture, Ephesians chapter four, twenty-two to twenty-four, that you put off. Concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So, if you want to have a breakthrough, you let the Holy Spirit. Come in, speak to you, and show you the old man, the former conduct, the old man that grows corrupt, and make you stuck with failure, with setback, with poverty and sickness and disease. You got stuck there, and God show you, and you say, "God, get rid of this, get rid of this old man, get rid of this old nature." I want to clothe myself with the new nature of God, Amen. and when you clothe yourself with a new nature, what happened? Miracle happened. Yeah. Then you become more like Jesus, and God will answer your prayer. You have more faith. You behave better at work. The boss like you now. You get a promotion. Now you go everywhere. People get saved here and there because you have good personality. You are a giver. You are generous. People like to be around you. Amen? Amen. So you need to be changed. The Bible says, John chapter eight verse thirty-two, and you will know the truth, 
and the truth will set you free. That's why it's so important. Two things: you need to study the Bible to know the truth. Two, you need to love the presence of God. You need to welcome the touch of the Holy Spirit. And when God touches you, and He speaks to you something in your life that you need to change, you need to repent, you need to transform. You say, "Yes, Lord, I will do it," and you will see the breakthrough. God revealed the truth to you through the Bible, and also through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That is the second key. The first key is what? Pray without ceasing. Two, finding the truth. And find freedom. Get rid of all the junk of your life, so that you can have a breakthrough. Number three, stop playing the blame game. Stop playing the blame game. What does it mean? This is a big problem in people's life. You grow up in a broken home. You were not happy when you were young. Your mom and your dad always fought, hit each other. Your dad flirt with other women. Your mom just go out to make money, and you just stay home with your television. Nowadays, with your iPad, you have no life, and you grow up. You cannot finish high school. You cannot find a good job, and do you know what is the first reaction you say? It's my Parents' fault. I grew up in a bad family. My dad, he didn't take care of me. My mom deserted me. It's their fault. Blame game. I have this problem because the Uncle Sam did not build the good road, or something like that. You blame other people. You blame your pastors. You blame your church, you blame your husband, you blame your wife, you blame your boyfriend, you blame everyone else. Stop doing that. Don't blame other people. Don't look at other people's faults. Let me tell you, this is I, the truth. I find out, no one is perfect. I have not found any perfect person on this earth except Jesus Christ. We all make mistake. We all have some shortcomings, some wrongdoing. I myself too. Thank God I married Pastor Da. She always say, "Honey, uh, that is not right." Oh, okay, okay. Yes, dear. She helped me to shape up all the time. That's why you marry your wife. Sometimes your wife need to tell you. No one else dare to tell you. Maybe Brenda need to tell Tom. <laughs> no one else there to talk to you. If you don't listen to her, you will sleep outside tonight. So you need to listen. Take your own responsibility and ownership of your problem. It doesn't matter what your dad and your mom treat you. You go to school. You study hard. You aim for the success. You work hard, being responsible. I don't care what other people do. I'm gonna be responsible for my own life. I'm gonna do the best I can. 
I'm gonna follow God 100%. I'm not gonna look at other people and blame them, blame this and blame that. No, 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 no. I'm gonna follow my God 100%. Amen. Amen. I will not play a blame game because if I play the blame game, I will make excuses all the time, and I will never get out from the problem. I will never have a miracle in my life. I need to repent. First John chapter one verses eight and nine. If we, we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude and lead ourselves astray, and the truth. Which the gospel present is not in us, does not dwell in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just, true to His own nature and promise, and will forgive our sin, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanses from all unrighteousness everything not in conformity to His will, His in His purpose, thought, and action. So, don't blame other people, please. I remember one time, many years ago. I share this story again and again. I disciple an American couple. They came to the church with Bible knowledge, very good-looking, very charismatic. I look at them. This is like when I, my church was only maybe fifty members. So I say, "Wow, this couple gonna become my assistant pastor." I'm gonna need to spend time with them. I went to their home every week on Thursday, driving from my home to their home, take about half an hour, 45 minutes on the traffic. Disciple them, taught them the Bible for two years, expecting them to become my assistant pastor. And suddenly one day they say, "Pastor Lau, come to my house and we want to have dinner with you." I say, "Oh, good dinner." So we sit down with dinner, and they say, "Pastor Lau, I have a news to tell you. We are leaving the church." When I heard that, my heart dropped to my ankle. That's the Thai way to say. My heart dropped to my ankle. Hoa chai tok p h i ta tom. <laughs> It's a Thai way to say that I'm discouraged. I'm really depressed. I lose my heart. Another word. And when they say that, I feel so bad. My first reaction is, I have lost my time with my family for two years every Thursday for two years for this couple, but they are deserting me. I feel like betrayed. I feel that. They are not good people, but I need to repent right away, and I say, no, 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 no. I cannot play the blame game. I cannot blame them. Then I ask them, brother, what happened? Why you have to move out of this church? And they told me the story. They said that they went up to a church in North Seattle, somewhere in Everett, and they sat in that meeting, and the presence of God showed up. God moved in that meeting, touched them, and they say that we could not come back to your church anymore. Your church is so dry. And by that sentence, I say, God, I admit my fault. My church was dry. 
I need something more than this. Just preaching, worshiping, and having offering back. I need something more. By that time, I repented, and I did not blame them. And that is the ignite time for me to find the fire of God. Amen. I start to read books. I start to find out how I can get the presence of the Holy Spirit in my church. I was searching until I find the fire of God. Amen. You see, if I blame them and I say I'm a pastor, do you know I'm a neurosurgeon? <laughs> I sacrificed my life. I did not get paid in this church. I work for free. You leave me, bad cheap. <laughs> you think I'm gonna go anywhere? No, I'm gonna stuck in that valley of dryness because I blame them, and I never look at myself. I decided not to blame them, and. If I preach this in Thailand, I want to say to all the pastors in Thailand: Don't blame your sheep that they leave your church and go to another church, and don't blame other pastors that they steal your sheep. In Thailand, pastor always say like this: That pastor steal my sheep. No, no one steal your sheep. People leave because of some reason. You need to change. You examine yourself and repent and change. Amen. <laughs> Last one, fourth key. Number one, pray. Number two, finding out the truth of yourself and change, repent and change. Three, don't blame anybody else. Examine yourself. Number four, Psalm 119 verses 105 to 106. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. What is the fourth key? Put the word of God into practice. You know the word, and you put the word into practice. Sometimes you face a mountain, you face a hindrance in your life, and you don't know what to do. You pray. You examine yourself. But one thing that you lack is that you don't do what the Bible says. I remember many years ago, about six years ago, I went to Japan for mission trip in Ibaraki. I woke up from the bed in the morning with rash on my body, and I said, "What's going on here? Something bite me here on my back, on my arms." And after that, that rash got worse and worse and worse, to the point that I have to go to see a dermatologist, and the dermatologist say, "You have some bad thing here, and nothing help you." He gave me prednisone, you know, prednisone steroid. I have to take 40 milligrams. That is a big dose. I start to be puffy, my body puffy. Because I took, have to take steroid every day. When I cut down to 10 milligrams, it flare up. So I have to increase the dose to 20 milligrams. That's not. I'm a doctor. I know this is not good to keep taking. But if I don't take prednisone, I cannot perform surgery because my hand swollen up everywhere. Big pain. I'm a surgeon. I cannot perform surgery if my hand got hurt. 
So I repent. I pray, and I don't blame anybody. I don't blame Ibaraki. <laughs> I don't blame Japanese people. I don't blame my wife. I just try to find out what's wrong with me. But one thing I did to obey the word of God. The word of God say, when you see the mountain, and you command the mountain, the mountain will be removed. So I practice the word. I command it to go every day, every morning when I drive to the hospital. In the name of Jesus, get out of here. I command. I obey the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number two, I studied the word of God about healing seriously. Then I began to find out that oh, by the stripe of Jesus Christ. He took my infirmities, and he took all of my sickness. So every morning when I pray, this eczema go to the body of Jesus at the whipping post. Then I practice the word again. When Paul was arrested and gonna go to the whipping post to be whipped by the Roman soldier, and then Paul say, "Stop! I am a citizen of Rome." You cannot hit me without talking to Caesar. And then the commander of the Roman soldier said, "Oh, oh, this is a Roman citizen." Pull him out of the post, and now this is a lemonade. This is the <laughs> cookie. Come into my house and eat with me. The commander did not want to have a problem with Caesar. So I learned that. Hey, I need to practice the word. I need to tell the devil. And tell this sickness, I'm a citizen of heaven. Amen. You cannot beat me with sickness. Jesus got my beating. I don't need to get the beating. Get out of here. I do that for many years, until one day, supernaturally, I woke up from my bed, opposite way. I woke up in Ibaraki. I never forget this word, Ibaraki, <laughs> because that's what sickness come to me. Then I woke up one day. And all the rash, all the skin problem, gone completely, and never come back again. I used to have some pimple in the back, and Pastor Dai like to click, 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 take it off on my back. All gone. Now Pastor Dai has nothing to play with on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God! You see, you put the word of God into practice. Whatever you learn, do it, and you will see the breakthrough in your life. So, four keys: number one, pray. Two, find out. What is wrong in yourself, and repent and change as soon as possible. Three, don't blame other people. Don't look at other people's faults. You make your own choice to follow God and do the best to believe God and follow God with all your heart. No matter what other people do, no matter what your pastor has done, no matter what your husband has done, you just follow God. You yourself make a choice. Four, put the word of God into practice, 
And when you do all these four things, I can guarantee you will see the breakthrough in your ministry, in your health, in your finances, in your work, your business, in your relationship, parenting, marriage, traveling, everything. God will bring the breakthrough. No matter what comes against you, you're gonna pass through, and all those resolve, and you come to the next level, higher and higher. Amen. Amen. Are you glad you come to this camp to hear this message? Please put this into practice. Amen. Before I close, I'd like to ask one more time: If you are not sure that you are saved, that your name is recorded in the book of life, I want to encourage you: Please give your life to Jesus Christ. Please become a child of God. This is the best decision I make in my life: to give my life to God and follow Jesus. Don't hesitate anymore. You know, sometimes you say, "I need to experience God first before I believe," but it's actually opposite. I will never experience Pastor d a kindness and godliness until I go out to date with her. If you just watch her. Wow, that woman is beautiful. Oh. But I never invite her to date with me. I will never know her. It's just a dream to see a person walk by. The same thing. You will not experience the goodness of God until you say, "Jesus, can at least I date with you?" And maybe after one or two days, you change your mind. I'm not going to date with Jesus anymore. I'm going to marry him. Could you please date with Jesus? If you are not a believer, give your life to Jesus and try. Okay. Okay. Okay, lah. <laughs> Singaporean way. Okay, lah. Okay, lah. Okay. Can you pray with me, Father? You love me so much. I may not know you in everything, but I want to walk with you. I want to start relationship with you. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. From today on, you and I walk together. I call myself a child of God. I repent of my sin, and you are the good God. Show yourself to me. Show your grace and goodness to me, Lord. Help me to overcome any problem in my life. Give me, Lord, seasons of victories, seasons of breakthroughs. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Stay